When I went to UNC, go Tar Heels, for what feels like a lifetime ago, I received my very first ThinkPad, which I still have today. It was the beginning of the Always Connected era. I had AOL Instant Messenger downloaded on my computer, updated my status throughout the day. It was a different time then. People wanted to know if I was at breakfast, having lunch, taking a nap, or if I was in class. But back then, even though I was always connected for the first time, security was never a concern for me. I don't know if the university cared, but I certainly didn't. I don't even think that I had antivirus software at the time. Welcome back to the Lenovo Higher Education Community Podcast. I'm Ann Panera, your host, and I'm excited to be back, but even more excited to be in the studio today with my friend and Lenovo technologist, Stephen Miller. And it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Unfortunately, Stephen did not go to UNC. He went to NC State even longer than I went to UNC ago. Why would I have stopped going to college? It was fun. It was. Uh, um, but it was very different. So I was a little bit before you, but computers were a thing in a lab. And one of the things that was different was you didn't have unlimited bandwidth, unlimited connectivity, and you had a PC. You probably didn't have a smartphone. There was not a connected campus. It was. It's wow. And it feels like technology has changed really rapidly in technology. Well, back when you were in college, Stephen, did you even have a laptop or did you just go into a computer lab and use one that was always there and you didn't take it home? Laptops had not been invented yet. So I went to school, finished up right when the very first ThinkPad was invented 30 years ago. So I'm a little bit older than you. So there was a computer lab and I learned coding, but in a computer lab. And for a long time, that's the way we did security because it was a closed room. It was a closed network. It was a closed building. And security was way, way easy. And the world that you hit after that was, well, wait a minute, the internet is here. WWW is here. Instant message is here. And no one had a real idea, even the opportunity of cybercrime. So you were in the the last age of innocence of technology. (laughs) Yeah, they had no idea what was coming when they gave us those ThinkPads and we were always connected. So it's definitely different from when you were in school. So what is different? Why are the bad guys targeting our high-end institutions today? Infinite number of connected things. Now, I'll give you a quick story on that. I was at a, a university in the Midwest part of our state, and a partner-supported event. Big room, probably like 45 attendees. And we were waiting for, we had 20 minutes before this pizza came. And it was near Chicago, so it was deep dish style, and it was not all bread. It was This pizza was stupid good. But it was 20 minutes until the pizzas were coming. It's too close to lunch to be talking about deep dish pizzas. And it was spectacular. <laughs> so... Um, So, but I said, here are the 10 topics I can talk about today, but which one do you want me to do for 20 minutes before we, the pizza comes? One gentleman raised his hands and he did, I wanted to hear about security. And I did a 20 minute monologue on the modern campus and how Lenovo could help in security. He came up to me at the pizza time and he goes, and he introduced himself, turns out it was the CIO. And he goes, I apologize, I was on my phone, but I was trying to get my VPs in here. We're going to be with the board of directors, and we're trying to get more budget. And I need what you just did. Would you do an audio recording so that we can learn what you just did so we can go ask for more money for our cyber security on our campus at its expending? And this is under the non-innocence days. This was a very modern, realistic thing. So we definitely do not have 20 minutes, or everyone will tune out, but Shorten it for me. What did, what did you say? What was your message? All right. In short, they have the things that they want to buy. Printers, copiers, PCs, servers, routers, the things that they know. Then they've got this wall of kids, 18 years old, 20 years old, et cetera, that don't care like you didn't care, 
right? And they're just doing random things. Now they've got engineers and geeks that by the nature of their education are putting things on the network, IoT devices. They might be even trying to hack or code themselves. So now they've got to deal with all of these extra devices. They've got to deal with kids that are trying to do these things. And how do they still maintain, let's be honest, a university is a business. They've still got a business to run. They've got to have security. They have private data, HR data. When this wild, wild west of every possible kid, and then you have the real bad guys <laughs> that are trying to get in for either high profile, for just for meanness, uh, or maybe for profit. So, wow, the, the landscape on a college campus, big or small, for security is crazy. Yeah, I remember when I was in school, uh, Napster was a thing back then when you could download any video song you wanted to, but you didn't check where it came from. You just clicked on a version and you had it. Um, I tried to download the the new Britney Spears song at the time and apparently deleted every file on my computer to get on the internet. So two, three weeks of IT later, I finally got my ThinkPad back, completely erased of all of my Napster songs that I had spent so much time downloading. So um, it's definitely a concern. And, you know, today it's not just the students in their dorm rooms. It's not just the students taking their laptop to class or the library. We've got esports labs and we've got all kinds of different uh, technology labs for these students to use. So what can our partners do to protect their customers in the higher ed space? Well, they've got to start with conversations. And, and you said a couple of things. One thing that's not changed is students trying to download files or musics or clicking things, right? So it starts with the conversation of what is your security profile look like? Um, what the cybersecurity side, we can get into physical security on a whole different conversation as a smart campus and IOT, et cetera. But, universities are the first place to look. And I saw you grew up near ECU, and I just saw an ad for them that they're number one in online experience. Well, that means professors are now working in a studio. The classroom is basically a studio. So with cameras and speakers and microphones so that the students can be remote. Well, that remote connection is another attack surface. So you have to talk about how much online does the university want to do and what is the security there. It's the campus that they're dealing with, right? Every student or professor or instructor, um, obviously a chemistry lab probably has to be in person, but everything else is what is the give and take of where could your students be? They might even be in state. They could be across the country or across the world. So start with the conversation about what is that profile. Start the conversation with making sure that whenever possible, obviously you can't do it with IoT, but are you buying commercial modern devices? Now, what that means is multiple different designs. Maybe it's an all-in-one. Maybe it's a notebook. Maybe it's a detachable. Does it have the right performance, right? Does it have the right type of drive, the right type of processor? There are specs around design and performance. But also, is a modern de definition of a device, right? Does it have the right experience? Can it be managed with autopilot? Can it be installed with autopilot and managed with Intune? Um, does it have the right security platform, the right chipsets to where the end user has the right keyboard, the right touchpad, but the administrators can manage it and secure it? So starting there. And then are you buying from a trusted supplier like Lenovo to where you have the right infrastructure, the right servers, the right clients, the right gaming rigs for your esports labs? Um, so it starts with, hey, I'm a geek for hardware. It starts with, are you getting the right hardware? And then are you starting to layer the right programs and, and middleware around that? Yeah, I liked when you talked earlier, Stephen. You know, it's definitely a different landscape. I mean, when you and I were in school, you, you went to class or 
skipped class, but there was no virtual option. There was no roll out of bed and, and call in. But due to the pandemic, you know, a lot of campuses went completely virtual and now are offering that virtual component. So there's even more endpoints and opportunities for these bad guys to get in. And the bad guys are smart. They they are making it look real. They make you want to click on these links. It's not as obvious as it used to be. Well, it goes back to, hey, there's still passwords. And we're still not in a world of a perfect Windows 11 world of multi-factor authentication, whether it's a second device or facial recognition or a fingerprint. And as our, as our PCs upgrade to Windows 11 and our server infrastructures upgrade away from Windows Server 2010, that will certainly help. But that's not until the deadline is not 2024 for WinServer 2010, right? So passwords are still there. Um, the clicking links are still there and end users will do. Now, because they do have that virtual option, they're used to more email. They're used to always being connected. They know they're, hey, just like at work, we know our content's online and humans are humans. The reason why bad guys are successful, and is hum, they're playing off of humans. They either will trick us with social engineering to click on something, an opportunity to make money. Hey, most college kids are broke, right? So. Yeah, I cannot tell you how many times my husband says, I clicked on something and now this is happening. So he will click on anything, as as a lot of people will. Right. And and college kids, again, why are they clicking it? Are they maybe they're just silly? Maybe they don't care. Uh, maybe they're unaware. Um, that's the beauty of youth is wasted on the young. And, and that's the last time that you don't realize you have that extra responsibility. And the PC, the infrastructure, has to be hardened around that. So there's where you look at something like Lenovo as that trusted supplier and our partner to come in to recognize the right hardware, to recommend and recognize the right infrastructure, the right hardware. The right software packages, are they utilizing things like absolute software? Are they taking advantage of, of new artificial intelligence antivirus like Sentinel-1? Are they looking to a multi-factor authentication? And how are they hardening their networks and their devices? Because again, humans are humans and the bad guys go after that. All right, and another thing our partners can do is help our help their and our customers get closer to a modern deployment. So a zero-touch deployment. So that's a pre-configured machine ready to go out to their users, whether that's students or admins, right? That makes it much easier. Now, keep in mind, you cannot secure it if you cannot manage it. So having a simplified remote management system that's zero-touch, right? That's the key. Like you said, everyone is dispersed now. We're either in class or at home. So we've got to be able to manage devices remotely, zero touch. Also, another thing they can do is help deploy these pre-configured devices just a way that takes away admin time, that takes away IT time at the customer so they can focus on security themselves because they're not doing the basic blocking and tackling of getting devices out. There's where a partner in Lenovo can help with a pre-configured deployment with zero touch. So ThinkShield from Lenovo, it's not really a product. Of course it's a product. It's, it's self-healing BIOS and it's, it's Glance and it's a Think shutter over our camera. It's our partners like Microsoft and Intel and Absolute and Sentinel One, et cetera. But it's also the way that we do business with the Trusted Supplier Program and it's making sure that we're doing our very best to deliver the most secure PC possible, the most secure server possible, so that our partners and customers can start their security protocol on the best possible platform. That's ThinkShield from Lenovo.
Lenovo has been highly focused on security for years now, and we have our Think Shield brand that we launched um, a couple of years ago. Tell me more about Think Shield and, and why that's important for our partners and customers. Well, Think Shield is not just a, a package of things that you can buy, like four units of Think, of Think Shield, please. So it's of course it has built-in things again: artificial intelligence software, um, self-healing BIOS, a shutter that goes above the camera for privacy. It has Glance, great software for someone looking at my screen, and those are just built-in fingerprint on chip, etc. But also it's the partners. What can we do with Microsoft and multi-factor authentication on Windows 11? Um, how can we harden up with new Intel and AMD chipsets that, for security there? The massive big differentiator, <clears throat> the massive big differentiator for Lenovo and ThinkShield is how we do business. Now it's the trusted supplier program. So we ship five devices per second. And did you have you seen? The, isn't that just crazy? That's yes. a lot. Right. Yes. So now what we do is if it has intelligence in it, that means an audio chipsets, memory, drives, Bluetooth, processors, anything with intelligence, right? We actually go and audit the people that sell us those devices. Now it's in it for them because they want to be the part of five devices per second. But we go over 200 different questions and we audit them on security. And yes, we have fired vendors from selling to us because they do not meet our security requirements. And especially over the last couple of years with supply chain, that was um, a real big issue, right? We may not have shipped as many devices because we didn't want to trust all the other people trying to get things into the supply chain because ThinkShield had us protected with the trusted supplier program. I think, you know, we talked earlier um, about the incident that we just had in the K-12 space. And, you know, at the end of the day, no one is immune to these security attacks. So tell me a little bit more about the cyber attack that occurred across the Los Angeles Unified School District last week. Well, uh, unlike a, a rural school district here in North Carolina or Mississippi or Idaho, um, LA Unified is as big as a university. It's massive. Okay, we all know how big Los Angeles is, right? And this is LA Unified. And they got shut down. And again, I, what I miss is the zero day or the, the, the patient zero. Very few of these stories, because it's proprietary information and security and it lists vulnerabilities, I want to know how did it happen? How did the cyber attack happen? So you have to learn, and I educated myself from a podcast called The Darknet Diaries. Is that okay that I do a commercial on your podcast? I'm sure they would appreciate it. So I love Darknet Diaries, and I've learned a lot from them. And you have to learn to read between the lines in these news articles. And so since LA Unified went out and reset every single password in their entire system, well, that. Sounds like a password breach. And somebody clicked on something and a password got exposed. The bad guys got into the network. Now, right now, they're saying no social security numbers or personal data, but they stopped the ability for the school system to do business. They stopped the ability to take attendance and get to access to grades and, and homework, et cetera. Okay, LA Unified, they actually have associations with multiple different community colleges in the area because it's about CET transitions, and they have relationships with other universities in the California system. So, and you said it right, it could happen to anyone. If it could happen to something massive like LA Unified, it could happen to small schools, big schools, higher ed or not, community colleges, et cetera. 
So technology today is certainly different than when you were in college, Stephen. We, you know, it's not just a PC in a PC lab. It's not just your word processor that you type and print out your papers. We have all kinds of devices, all kinds of connected devices, laptops, phones, tablets, and you live technology day in and day out. So any parting words for our partners on what they need to be thinking about, what conversations they should have with their customers and how they can be the most successful? Well, it's, it's, it's bad to talk about sales opportunities with something that's negative. But so we have to think about security as that wall that we're helping our customers build. And there'll be an infinite amount of potential here. Hey, maybe do you want to have a practice for um, IoT and smart campus? So there's an opportunity. There's physical security, that smart signage and IoT. Well, those are expanded networks that have to be secured and provide security. So maybe a partner could look at that. And also... Whether or not you have one, you need a cyber security team and also build out that platform. So you can talk about having the right modern commercial device, having the right partner like Lenovo to deliver the hardware, having the right software, whether it's Absolute Software or Sentinel One, to do the management of the PCs and security thereof and, and, and avoid those um, clicking on things as being a bad day. Um, making sure that you're managing with autopilot and, 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 again, with absolute software. You can't secure it if you can't manage it. And having the conversations with community college, technical college, small college, up to massive university, and having the conversation about where are the students? What are the plans for the future? Do they have eSports lab? Are they hosting the eSports tournament? Um, how about just regular, regular day-to-day -day students instructors, professors, and what is your security protocol and expectations? Um, I love the old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of, of cure. And right now, the LA Unified is doing multiple pounds of cure. And I'll bet you they'll be doing a lot more ounces of, uh, of preparation in, in the future. And where can we help our customers prepare? And it's not going away. You know, like you said, the, the last stage of innocence was probably when I got my first ThinkPad when I went to UNC. It's it's only going to, there's going to be more threats, more bad guys, and they're going to get more creative. So I think, you know, securing now and helping our customers is going to be imperative to our partners. Bandwidth is getting faster. Um, the, uh, more IoT devices are hitting. Um, the number of devices per individual is just growing. Those are just attack surfaces. Those are just opportunities for the bad guys to do bad things. And again, as soon as we get Windows 11 and we have multi-factor authentication, you know, the bad guys are going to figure out ways to still get you to click on things once you are secure. So yeah, the opportunities are just there, and we have to do our best to harden the hardware and software layers. We can't stop humans from being humans and bad guys from being bad guys. Yeah, and we're connecting to more places than we, we have ever before. You know, when I was in school, it was connect in your dorm room, connect in the library, connect maybe on campus. But, you know, students now, they're going to campuses. They're going to um, restaurants. They're going to bars. They're going to their friend's house. They're going to their parent's house. They're connecting wherever they can get that connectivity and that availability. So there's going to be even more opportunities to get these students and hack them wherever they are. 24-7, 365. And again, it's about the, the, the school, the university, the college um, running their business and making sure that they can stay up and running, that they don't suffer a ransomware attack, that they can keep doing their thing. And they have a growing number of concerns with those attack surfaces. And hey, a 20-year-old being a 20-year-old and a professor being a professor. And of course, Lenovo recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Stephen, thank you so much for being here today. It was great to catch up and pick your brain as always. Thank you, Anne. It's wonderful to be with you. Also, thanks to Microsoft for their continued partnership with Lenovo in driving improved learning outcomes. 
I'm Ann Panero, and thanks for turning in to this latest episode of our Lenovo Community Higher Education Podcast. We'll be continuing to look at trends in the market and coming back to you to share information and pull in subject matter experts like Stephen.